Okay, so we're we're live. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Is this the start of our podcast? I think it might be. You thinking what I'm Hooray. thinking? B one. I'm thinking what I think you're thinking. B two. <laughs> Great. Um, the artists weigh in. How exciting! Okay, so yeah. uh, our podcast today, uh, Sam and I will be undertaking the uh, the challenges, I guess, put forth in Julia Cameron's *The Artist's Way*, which is a book about uh, accessing your creative side uh, through a lens of spirituality, a spiritual path to higher creativity is how she yeah. might describe it. Um, yeah. But essentially, you and I, Mickey, we're just, yeah, want to give it a go, see what happens for us. Yeah, we're two buddies, two friends, divided <laughs> by a thousand kilometres and a coronavirus. And um, this is our second podcast together. Yes. So we, we know what we're doing now. Our <laughs> gear has gotten infinitely more expensive and higher quality. And our friendship has deepened and also become more expensive and higher quality. I would say we're almost pros, but no one's paying us yet. So. Yeah, but we've got a professional got, aesthetic, you know? Yeah, exactly. And we're, yeah, like you said, we're just higher quality. So, Sam, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Um, mm, okay, I'm Sam. Um, Hi, Sam. Well, maybe before we jump into our individualness, oh, yep. how about we talk about the two of us um, in terms of the two of us about to go into this journey together, aren't we? Um, you on one side are a working artist. You, you make a living. You are a professional artist, one could say. Thank you. Um, while I, on the other hand, would not... I am not a professional artist. Um, I don't make a living through art, but I guess I surround myself with artistic, creative people. Great. So, so we're I, coming at it from all angles then. Mm, mm. And so we'll, we'll both have very different experiences of this process, I think. Um, do you think we should explain the process first before we explain ourselves or us uh, The first? process of the book? Mm. Well, I'm more familiar with myself than the book, honestly. So I thought okay. <laughs> I could just, <laughs> I could breeze in and then we could, maybe that will um, help our listeners understand the approach that we take to the book. Yeah, uh, okay. So, cool. So my name's Michael, but a lot of my friends call me Mickey um, and I am a violinist, I suppose. Um, and I've been playing for about 10 years but I've played a lot of other music musical instruments before that and have since picked up quite a few more too so I spend a lot of my time practicing writing music um, and arranging and also teaching I really really like teaching um, and then in terms of like non-musical artisting I've recently gotten into writing short stories that I think are really fun and I would like to use this book to sort of um, I suppose maybe not necessarily like overhaul the way that I approach artistic and creative things, but at least to um, 
like nudge at some of the um, some of the habits that I've developed and um, also maybe examine more closely the ways in which I approach being creative. Uh, mm. And so this is, I guess, my second time looking at the book. I think I looked at it maybe three years ago or four. So I, just, I think three years ago. And I did it for a while and uh, I was younger, less wiser. Uh, we didn't even have a podcast yet. And I was um, I was really put off by the author's use of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it like, yeah, very off-putting and... Um, I maybe probably didn't take her very seriously, but I think now I'm a bit older, a bit wiser and more accepting, and I'm ready to give it another go. Mm. Lovely. Cool. Who are you, Sam? Well, all right, so I'm Sam, um, but a lot of my friends call me Sma, because Sam, those three letters, are very hard to spell. Uh, You're on my phone as Sma. <laughs> see? Case in point. Um... <laughs> um I met Mickey probably I think 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or or what's that, 14 years ago? Yeah, that's probably more it. Um, Pretty sure he proposed to me the first time I met him. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> Even though I was dating his friend. Uh, <laughs> um, but we've become really good friends over that time. Um, I first heard about this book through my book club, um, which is a feminist book club. And um, we have a different theme each month. And a recent theme was um, feminism through creativity. And so we looked at this book. And um, plus... a bunch of other content um because it's more of a culture club so we always look at movies and podcasts and other articles as well um but i really wanted to give this book a good crack i suppose and do it properly and in-depthly and i was talking about it with mickey and we decided to do it together and possibly well and actually create something as well at the same time that is why you're hearing our wonderful voices right now um Yeah, Yeah, so I would say we've had a very creative friendship. I think, like, the first things we ever did was go to see a lot of bands when we were 18 Mm. and younger and festivals. And those were some pretty wild folk festivals. There was lots of crazy dancing, but there'd also be, like, spoken word and, you know, craft. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just colourful inspiring creative people around us which is what you get from festivals and those yeah temporary and we've gone to like the park to play ukulele in fact a little bit of cooking together in fact you you were the first person to teach me ukulele really you taught me a couple of chords yeah you taught me a few chords for the beginning of hallelujah on the ukulele before i went out and bought my own ukulele oh i didn't know that uh, well, now you do. Now you cool. do. Um, and there's times when you and I would just hang out and we would make up songs together. That's um, true. We've definitely made some silly songs together. Um, yeah. There's one about Taylor, I remember, in particular. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that was a long time ago. Okay, so now yeah. fast forward 10 years. Um, 
we're in a th- in our 30s or on the cusp of our 30s um we're all we've had life tear us down um you know we've lost all our creativity we we wear suits all day and do nothing but drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. And by and... we, he means me. I don't think Mickey's worn a suit <laughs> at all ever, except for maybe when he's playing at a wedding. <laughs> I have, I do wear um, a blazer when I play at weddings, but it does have holes in it that I'm trying to, uh, to to like. Keep I'm just going to jump in here and say when Mickey performs, it's taken a long time for him to wear shoes whilst performing. So wearing a oh, blazer I still don't is wear good. Shoes. Well, yeah. <laughs> So wearing a blazer with even with holes in it is progress. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so should we jump in? Um, jump in to to chapter one. Well, I mean, this is this is episode zero. West, I think oh, we're, we're going to go through rules of the game. Great. Okay, that's a that's a great point. So um, yeah, this is this is Julia, the intro. Yes, this is episode zero. No okay. pressure. So Julia Cameron has (laughs) Julia Cameron has written a huge book. Um, I'm looking at 367 pages. I'm looking at that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're on the same page. Um, So, and they're organised into week. They're on. (laughs) Yeah, we got to the end. Uh, We they're organised into weekly challenges and tasks for you to fill to unlock your creative potential and we'll be doing one episode per week one week per episode i should say um however there's one hell of a prologue beforehand which um, if i was going to recommend to anyone skim over i think a lot of it is to do with skim. the fact yeah i would say skim and i think the big part of it is because she's you know first published this book in the early 90s and it's since gone blockbuster and yeah, millions have been point. sold and she, these, she's added extra bits over time and it's mostly just talking about how successful it's been and the life-changing things it's done for people um, but it can just be a bit off-putting I would say if you were about to start this process um, yeah. but if, I'm, if I was to jump in Mickey if you don't mind um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind great uh I would say, yeah, so there's, there's a couple of key things to this process, um, which is, is actually what convinced me to give this a go because um, I got warned as well from book club about this. But, yeah, there's, there's, there's two key things that she wants everyone to do. Um, one is what she calls morning pages, and this is what she recommends everyone to first thing in the morning write three pages three pages stream of consciousness just whatever comes to your mind just spit out the page it's what you're thinking it's what you're dreaming it's just what your surrounding is it's mindfulness it's whatever you can if you if you can help it don't stop just spit it all out if you've got nothing to write about just write the same thing over and over again it's just about the whole purpose of this book is about unblocking um creative blocks it's you know people with writer's blocks or other painters blocks acting blocks musician blocks whatever but it's just about unblocking that and so she recommends just like stream of consciousness writing to just help unblock things and get whatever's in your head any shit out onto the page so that's one thing that she Mm. you know over this process and it's a 12-week process she recommends you do every day preferably in the morning the second Mm. thing do you want to add anything on that well, I just wanted to say because you said shit, this is now a swearing podcast. Oh, so. actually, I was going to ask you about that. 
Actually, there was a few no, things no, I no. wanted to check with you before we started recording, but uh, we'll just explore that as we go, won't Let's we? Let's just say the worst word you can think of. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have taken me some time to actually think. I don't think I could have done something so immediate. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll save that oh, shit, for episode shit. one. <laughs> Boogers. I was going to ask you about code words for other things as well. Oh, oh well. Well, yeah, our listeners will... Um, we'll, uh, we'll address we'll that when we this. come to it. How about that? If you have uh, suggestions for swear words or code words, write into www.theartistway.com slash <laughs> Sam slash forward slash Mickey. Also, cool. don't do that because it's not an existing website, but you'll find us somehow. Find us from wherever you find your favourite podcasts and wherever the contact us <laughs> spot is. So how do you find the morning minutes? <laughs> Uh, do we want to go into our thoughts straight away on that? Yeah, we just talked about it. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, hit me. What do you got? Or how you feel about it. Or maybe we should talk about how we feel about it at the beginning. Um, so personally, that is something that I'm not that worried about because I rem- I was taught stream of consciousness writing in high school in English. And Ooh. and it's something that I've, I've utilized. Um sporadically since then um in my general journaling diary writing i don't write normally don't write three pages a day so that's just the the only change is making sure i write minimum three pages a day um any tips for someone who is who has studied who has studied (laughs) well sorry you've studied stream of conscious writing well i didn't study it i just got taught it (laughs) but yeah, uh, the only tip is just like if you can't think of anything to write, just write what's around you. Write the same thing. Just describe your surroundings. Describe okay. the sounds. Just you know the five senses. What you can, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can touch. It doesn't have to sound good. Good. The whole point is no one is reading this. You're not even going to go back and read it. Um, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> um, yeah. It is just about getting pen to paper and out and so it doesn't need to sound good it doesn't need a flow it doesn't need to have a story or a narrative to it it's just right. gotta fill up your page with words and um, when you were taught it at school was it through some sort of lens of like meditativeness or hmm. mental health or is this more of a writing uh it was definitely taught by an english teacher and i think it was just a writing technique and who knows the english teacher might have learned it from the artist way Sure. Mind you, because I was in what? Well, yeah, that would have been two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, around about when I met you. When I got, yeah. I remember being taught this. So it was still a good twenty years after years this old. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that could have been where the teacher got it from, potentially. Right. But I, I remember it being that hard, and I was like, "Oh, that's a really." I think it was just good. I rem- I rem- specifically remember it because I just liked the permission to not write anything good. Yeah. Like that was, I think, as a key thing being like, oh, I don't have to actually put effort in for this to sound good. I can just write whatever. Um, And that Mm. just helps. And then once you can sort of get that out of the way, then later on you can focus on writing something good. But it's just sort of to get rid of the the crap. Another swear word. Beep. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just to get rid of that before you might want to crack into actually writing. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Mm, I mean, and and I've seen counsellors for 
various mental health things in the past and and one counselor I did I did stream of consciousness writing with as well um which was really through an intention of mindfulness um right yeah so I feel well practiced in that particular exercise but what about you Mickey how do you uh, feel so, about it? Yeah, I'd never heard of it until I looked at it three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something I really got into because I was teaching four primary school orchestras at the time. So I was printing off so much sheet music and I had all this scrap paper. And um, that was like a really good way to get through it and not feel so guilty about wasting all these resources. Uh, so I would do that. I, was, uh, I wasn't perfect, but I was pretty consistent. I'd probably do like five days a week. So she, she's really um, emphatic about you doing it seven days a week. Um, mm. And she maintains she's been doing it for years. Um, so, yeah, I, I got quite good and I really got into it. Like I would um, get to work like, you know, 10 minutes early and just sit in my car and write out these three pages and then go in and I'd just be so amazed at the stuff that would come out like um yeah the, the stream of consciousness is something I'd never done before so I would write like I get if I got stuck I would write what I have to do today and it's like well I want to do two hours of practice and I have to see my friends so I better do that two hours really well and then I've got this gig coming up so I better prepare for that and blah 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 and then you know so then you start to get on these tangents of well like well I better not waste any time on Facebook today and then you're like you know you you've really been wasting too much time on Facebook saying, you know what, F you, Facebook. Uh, I put in an F you, but I, I didn't say F. Um, and then suddenly this like huge rant comes out that you didn't know was in you. And mm. um, yeah, I would always be well and truly surprised at the stuff that was just, yeah, in me that would come out when I'm writing. Yeah. And nowadays, I don't know, maybe I'm less angry. Maybe I'm older and calmer and wiser, but I, I find I'm not having these giant rants, but I've done it every day for the last two weeks, except for two days where I had gastro. And I don't really mind that I didn't do them. I'm happy to let myself off. Um, I find my wrist gets sore, but um, I don't have these like, I don't have these yeah surprises so much anymore. And I'm wondering if it's just, uh, maybe I will once I start to get into the habit of it or if my thinking's changed. Yeah, I definitely, like, I agree. I, I get hand cramps as well. I mean, we're living in the age of the computer and time <laughs> Yeah. But there, I think there is something particularly important about handwriting this, spitting it. It's, it's keeping it really I agree. raw and keeping it really unofficial. Um, mm. But, yeah, I also it also somehow turns into a to-do list for me, like things I want to achieve today because it's usually things that are, you know, front or back of my mind that I'm worried about a little bit or stressed about a bit or things, yeah, just things I want to achieve. Um is often what comes out and yeah depending on what else is going on in my life it might be a rant or it might be just a retelling of my day or like the day before sort of thing yeah oh yeah do you ever get reflections um, do you ever get lazy and do it later that night or at lunchtime it's not so much laziness it's just um (laughs) busyness um yeah this it's it's i i don't think i have a trouble where i i don't want to do it or I'm avoiding doing it it's just because I've got a lot on that day and I've had to start that day early but I've totally I was just wondering if do you find you write differently if you do do them later at night so my book club actually talked about this and we, we thought that this might be different for different people in terms of 
when might be the best time for them to get things out. Like Julia Cameron talks about first thing in the morning because she just wants to start her day on that sort of on the right page, I guess. While other people might, you know, you, you know, people are more alert at different times of the day and some people might be more night owls and that might be more appropriate time for them or some people might be more morning time people. For me, I'm someone who likes to get up particularly early in the morning anyway. That's like mm-hmm. my me time. Um, and so it just gives me a bit of a chance to just, yeah, get it out of the way because I never know where the day is going to take me. But there have been a couple of times where I've had to start the day quite early to do things. Um, but I, then I've just made sure I've done it later that day um, yeah, once sure. I've done it just before bed, just before I went to sleep because I knew I just had to spit it out. But, yeah. Yeah, right. There was a time when I had gastro after I'd been doing a whole lot of vomiting. I was like, mm. all right, I'm ready to... Oh, do we do like a content warning for vomiting? Too late. Um, Trigger warning. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I've got enough energy to do these minutes. And I was in bed and I was thinking, I just have to like get out and get this book. And then <laughs> the sensible part of my brain was just like, no, just go to sleep, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's, some, there's definitely something about being on a streak when you've done like, you know, eight days in a row. We're just like, I can't mm. miss day nine. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But also, and I think this is something important to cover in our episode zero is that we look after ourselves and we take care of, like it's important to take care of yourselves and not be too hard on ourselves. And we, we, we talked about this beforehand that we want to mm. not yes, be too hard call. on ourselves for not doing something right. But I think it's just good to reflect on maybe why we didn't. And in your circumstance, you were very unwell. And I think that's a very fair excuse not <laughs> to have done it. Like that's, that's reasonable. That's yeah. out of your control. Yeah. I, um, our, one of the reasons we started a podcast in the first place was to hold ourselves accountable um, to pursuing our creativity and um the other thing oh, greater creative our... selves thank you <laughs> and one of no one of or perhaps our only catchphrase is no shame um, <laughs> so, so we're not going to be shaming each other so no um no if someone doesn't do something there's going to be no finger waggling but we well we might be looking at why we didn't do it this week or yeah, I think it's and I think it's just important to reflect on why if it didn't happen um, yeah. and explore that. So let's not be all or nothingers. Cool. Um, I would personally just recommend morning minutes to maybe anyone, whether or not they're looking at the artist way. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's anyone who wants to sort of just clear their mind a bit. It's it's something worth trying. Cool. It's it's a Should good we, mindfulness uh... exercise. Yeah, totally. Um, Yes. Should we move on to the second component? Of yes. Do you Julia? want to explain that? I'll give it a go and I'm going to tag you in when I start to trail off a bit. Okay. So um, number two, the, the second thing that she really wants you to hone in on is mm-hmm. the artist date. And that is a date that you have with yourself. Um, so she's looking for you to like block out, um, I think, two hours a single two-hour period every week um, where you are by yourself and you, yet you take yourself on an artist date. So she's very specific. She says, no lovers, friends, spouses, children's or taggers on of any stripe. Um, 
Yes. So this is, I guess, one that I have more trouble with. In fact, Sam, I'm going to tag you in because I feel like you're okay. better at this. At, at, at this or at explaining it? At, at explaining it because I feel like okay. you're better at the dates. Oh, no. I think I also think I'm going to struggle with the artist date. Um, so the artist date... It's basically a self-date. It is, like Mickey said, um, the idea is that you take yourself out to an art gallery or a show or a movie, a performance um, or somewhere that is inspiring to – and it's, it's it's about the input. So the way that she describes it, the, the morning pages are the output, just getting the stuff out of your mind, out of, out of your head. And then the artist date is about – the input and what you're inputting into you in terms of creative inspiration um and and yet the key thing which mickey alluded to is it's meant to be just you don't bring a friend along don't bring a partner along it's 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 essentially a self-date and the point is if you have a friend with you they're they're going to distract you you're going to talk with each other and you won't be able to fully immerse yourself in that experience in that date and and she sort of the way she describes it is quite interesting she talks about couples therapy where you know the therapist might ask couples if they spend any quality time with each other um and you know everyone always you know they might spend a lot of time together but it's about quality time like do you actually make plans to go on dates to be a bit adventurous a bit romantic together and so her point is do this for yourself um take yourself somewhere have a destination have a plan and take yourself somewhere with the purpose of inspiration and pushing yourself slightly out of that comfort zone or at least that's how I'm seeing it like to me I see it as something to push myself out of my comfort zone because yeah so like the first example she says is like go to the post office buy yourself a book and a whole bunch of gold stickers and um give yourself a gold star yeah so we're starting small Mm. um and obviously um, creativity in the time of COVID is has been like a lot harder to do that. Um, and as we're recording this podcast, the restrictions are starting to lift, uh, at least you know this wave. So I think we can probably give ourselves some leeway on things like this. Mm. And I, th- I think it's something that you need to decide for yourself what it, what it means to you and what you're going to do. So for me, my decision of how I want to do this is. Um, keep it low budget and I want to just explore different places in Sydney around town or in my environment that I've that I've never been to before that I've always wanted to check out and had planned to go check out with a friend but it's actually about specifically making a plan to take myself personally by myself too and trying to stick to it and I think that's the hardest part um because I'm quite a social person I'm often hanging out with other people it's it's I realise that I don't actually make make much time for myself. So that oh, is so what I want to achieve through this process. Well done. Um, so, Mickey, but what do you want to achieve through an artist day? So that's a really good... That's something that I hadn't really considered about, uh, like, having an achievement. Mm. Like, oh, sorry, a goal for artist dates. Um, uh, so I've got to think about that. But, like, the obvious ones for me would be seeing music which I really love um but Mm. there's not going to be any of that live anytime soon um and then the other things that I really like I suppose 
suppose that at least that I can do inside mm. right now that I would really like is um, I really like podcasts on writing or like <laughs> I'm, I'm crossing uh, genres here, but like creativity <laughs> podcasts. Like there, ah. there's, for example, I love um, listening to people play Dungeons and Dragons on a podcast um, because I get to see how like each person creates uh, on the fly, which like another as especially as like an improvising musician that's really important to me like to see how people tell stories uh especially interactively i find really interesting and it sort of uh affects the way that i write as well i said like i'm not sure i don't really have like a clear angle of i want to go on another state so that i can get better at doing x but Mm -hmm. um i need to figure out how i will be spending this time and what i want from it yeah and I think yeah and the same thing it can be different for everyone it could be watching a movie at home it could be totally. listening to a whole album you know it could be even I guess reading a book but I think the whole point is that it's it's quality time and if you think about this in terms of um the five love languages one of those five love languages that's a whole other podcast but one of them <laughs> is quality time um and that's that's what this whole thing is about it's quality time with yourself and I know, I know for myself personally, like quality time is one of my, my key love languages that I like to like express and receive through people that I care about. But it's, it's just the realization that I, I'm not making enough quality time for myself personally. So that's what I want to achieve through these weekly self dates slash artist dates. Right. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to have a good think and give you a, an equally good answer by episode one. <laughs> Uh, do you um, want to tell us about we... your Uncle Harry? <laughs> maybe. I think I don't think it's worth mentioning that. It's going to go too long. Okay. Um, maybe that'll come in later on. Yeah, sure. But I think I was going to say maybe we should have a little moment on God Chat. Oh, God Chat. Yeah, that was a long time coming. <laughs> Which Mickey alluded to when he was talking about the first time that he read this book and why he got put off by it. And it's yeah. probably why a lot of people get put off by it. I've, I've mentioned that I'm doing this to a few other people and I've, I've showed them the book and, yeah, the, most of them being put off by the spirituality aspect of it. Yeah. So, um, so in fact, even the title, the, the subtitle of the book is uh, Creativity as Spiritual Practice. Um, and so there's a line in here where she says her word for creativity is God. And if I'm scrolling through, I'm seeing like other works by Julia Cameron, God's Will. Um, in fact, I'm going to do like a quick find. And if I type in God, 191 hits come back on this 300 page book. Mm. So, so God's in there. Yeah. Um, supposedly Can't he's Can't avoid it. Yeah. Well, he's... um omnipotent omnipresent omniscient omniscient he's omni a lot of things he he's omni (laughs) (laughs) all-encompassing universal (laughs) actually side note i did a crossword on the weekend and the clue was all-encompassing and i thought it was going to be omni omnipotent um it, it fit and i put it in there turns out it wasn't turns out it was universally uh, Universally, I thought that was dumb. Should have been omni something. I agree. <laughs> you were done. You were hard done by it. 
I was hard done by that crossword. I got most of the other answers though, so it's okay. So here's a here's a good paragraph. Um, she's talking about. So I talk about in the simple process of engaging the great creator in capitals in discovering and recovering our creative powers. And then the, the following paragraph says, the great creator, question mark, that sounds like some Native American god. That sounds too Christian, too new age, too stupid, simple-minded, threatening. <laughs> to which she says, I know. Think of it as an exercise in open-mindedness. Think, okay, great, creator, whatever that is. And keep reading. Uh, so I'm going to follow that advice. And every time I see the word God, I'm going to use the word creativity. Mm. I think for me... As someone who grew up in a spiritual home, in a church, and having just, you know, seen lots of literature with this sort of writing before, I guess it doesn't... I've not become one of those people that automatically digs my heels in and is like, no, 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 I'm not going to engage at all. That's too terrifying. That yeah. That's not that's not my automatic response with something like this. Mine is like, oh, yeah, okay, so that's how this person is framing this through that particular lens. Um, yeah, it, you know, and I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's going to be put off by something if there's a risk of finding God or finding spirituality. I, I think sure. <laughs> I'm not scared of that. Yeah. Um, um, and she's quite um, clear about it too. She's saying this book is not designed to um, to convert, convert you to Christianity. And she's saying, like, she says this book uses the word God a lot and for you that may be unworkable, unpleasant or simply unbelievable. Um, and, yeah, she's fine with that. Um, so it's just... Yeah, I mean, it's just... I a... might... Go on. Jump. Yeah, I'll jump in there. Like, there's there's a couple of things that, like, does remind me of things. Like, so I follow a few other Sydney Australian artists on mm-hmm. social media. And some of them are, can be quite self-righteous about it at times. About oh, yeah. being the be-all and end-all and, and you know, yeah. putting in 150%. And that can be quite encompassing. And they, they almost have a, a spiritual verdant, like, vigor sort of. Yeah, about, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that can be a bit off-putting sometimes. And I, and I can definitely see similar things in this book. And I feel like it would be much different if she was delivering it verbally, like in a classroom setting. Yeah, I agree. Um, that might be, a little, might be more difficult potentially. Or it might not be. She might be a lot softer. It's hard to tell. Um, but through a book, I guess it's it's easier to sort of. For me, I'm I'm not having difficulty sifting through how she's describing these things. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I I agree. There is a little bit of sort of all or nothing language mm. type mm. language, and also mm. in group out group. Mm. Uh, terminology that really puts me off like it's a bit of a red flag and I do sort of just grip my teeth and go okay when's like the nugget of gold gonna come yes um so I guess I would if I if you ask me now I would say that like creativity is just like a muscle in the body or a skill is probably a Mm. better way and that Mm. it's something that you can just work on all the time just like critical thinking or being funny like I don't Mm. think there's this um ethereal 
plane of creativity that you can be in and be surrounded by it and put out a great work of art like I think it's just little baby steps every day and yeah you know and actually every... that's a really go on continue sorry <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say that like generally like the artists that I look up to and really admire like whenever on those rare occasions that I get to know them they don't think that they're this great artist and they admire someone else. And I'm sure it's just, that's what you do until you die. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, and I think this is a really good topic and I think it's good that we're talking about our perceptions of creativity right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of, you know, we were all innately curious as children and, and I do think that a fair bit of creativity has been trained out of us as we become adults in, Capitalism. in our society yeah um and so it is about sort of like just breaking away those structures and just going back to being curious and being experimental and not being afraid to do something wrong um yeah for me i think that's what creativity is and then just seeing what you could potentially create with that taking yeah. this risk risk taking even yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's God chat. That's God chat. Um, so, yeah, basically we're going on this journey together, Mickey. Are you excited? I'm actually really excited. So whether or not we continue, you know, using this book for years or whether it's just the start of our creative journey together, I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, we might get to the end of this book and be like, it was crap. Don't ever let anyone do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do a crossword. <laughs> Sorry, another yeah. Just do a crosswords instead and bitch about the terrible answers. Um, or you know, we might discover something about ourselves, and yeah, we'll just make our relationship even more richer and valuable than it was beforehand. Yeah. Um, do you have a riddle to wrap this up? Ah, uh, so our listeners, mostly Sam's friends, because I think all of my friends know. Uh, I've become a bit <laughs> of a. <laughs> I've become a bit of a riddle lord in the um we call the... him riddle lord mickey riddle lord uh during lockdown i've been posting a riddle most days to my facebook account um and i'm starting to get like some very nice responses and a few people who i haven't seen for over a decade have been writing in and saying this is the highlight of my day <laughs> so i'll start <laughs> you off with an easy one they're all original riddles by the way um today's one is oh shivers hang on Today's one is, uh, who, is a who am I? And it goes like this. First, I was shot. Then they kept me in a dark room until finally I was hung. Who am I? Um, can I guess? I guess you can. <laughs> because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I just sit here in silence. Hit me, what you got? Leather? <gasps> no, not leather. Oh, wait, oh, is this a, a celebrity? Really- no, it's not. It's it's written to sound like it's a it thing. Is, but leather was a really good guess. In fact, leather might be a future riddle answer. <laughs> All right, tune in next time to get the answer to the riddle. <laughs> tune in for episode one. <laughs> Welcome to do us we, talking. <laughs> do we have a sign off? Uh, a, right. sign off sign off, um, a sign off. Sign off. A sign off. Okay, that was um, Lord Mickey's Rickle. I'm doing wiggle fingers even though no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> wiggle fingers! <laughs> uh, 
creativity. See you later. <laughs> We're going to have to work on that one. Okay. Bye. Bye. Farewell. Bye.